but we we were distinctly disappointed with the with what had taken place there. Now our trip was set up as a massive journey. We spent a few days in Istanbul, then we went for the next three days to Thessaloniki in Greece. Greece. Then we spent a day in Athens, and then we came back to Boston to Holy Cross for that synod. Remember that I had mentioned earlier that we were going to have it at Holy Cross. And the original assumption was that we would meet with the patriarch for several days, we'd do a little bit of touring, we'd come back then to Boston and we'd discuss what we had um, encountered and then make plans for the future. I do have to say something about our, our stop in Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki is a, is a beautiful city and a historic uh, Christian city. It was a city where St. Paul, remember, evangelized and the books of Thessalonians were written to the, the people that, that uh, lived there. We were warmly received in Thessaloniki by Metropolitan Pantalaemon, Bishop Pantalaemon. Anyway, the bishop, and also, that was where we first found out about Uzo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bishop, bishop Pantalaemon had us, uh, you know, in his little drawing room, and he brought out these little glasses of Uzo. And Uzo is a clear liqueur, right? <laughs> Absolutely clear. Bishop Richard uh, Ballou thought that it was water. <laughs> and so he... And uh, within a few minutes, he was starting to feel some effects of that. But anyway, most of us weren't quite that that uh, uh, crazy. But anyway, uh, we also met. We we met with the bishop. We also met with Paniotes Crestu, who was the head of the Patriarchal Institute at Thessaloniki. He had actually been part of our dialogue in 1982 at uh, Holy Cross, so he knew some of our. Uh, folks. And the message that we kept getting behind the scenes was this whole journey was was uh, sabotaged, so to speak, by people in the United States. And you're going to have to go back to the United States and talk with them in, in order to make any kind of progress. And a little subtle hint came from Mr. Krusty, and I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but he, he said perhaps there has to be a change of regime in the United States before there would be any progress in the discussion. And he just left it right there. There were two events, though, in Thessaloniki that were determinative uh, uh, for me. We, one of the churches that we visited was the Church of St. Demetrius. That is the cathedral in Thessaloniki. Historically, although I didn't know it at that moment, but I found out later that that was the church from which Cyril and Methodius were sent on their mission to the Slavs. Further, it was a church where St. Gregory Palamas had served. It was a church where you know, many great saints of the, of the church had, had lived. It was dedicated to a fourth century martyr Demetrius, whose relics were actually there. His tomb was uh, in the church, and we got to go and to venerate those relics. When you walk in the narthex of the church, in the back of the church, there was an icon. It was a rather large icon, I don't know, five or six feet high. And on that, uh, and the icon was labeled, the saints of Thessaloniki. 
And there was about a hundred little figures on that icon, just all over. And I began to think about that. The saints of Thessaloniki, these were people throughout the history of the church. I looked up there and there was Paul, the apostle, who preached here. And I looked for Gregory Palamas, and I, you see what I mean? I looked for, and, and there they, they were up there. And these were people who had walked on these streets, who had worshipped in this community, in this church, who had lived here in this city as Christian people for century after century after century. And I thought, you know, where in the world could we find something like that back in America? We joked, um, uh, we were, when we were talking to Metropolitan Maximus at Halki, and one of the questions that was asked was, how old is this church that we're, we're in? And the, uh, uh, he said, oh, this is, a, this is a relatively new church. It was built about 350 years ago. <laughs> and I think, 350 years ago? We didn't even have a country. <laughs> Let alone, uh, uh, we were standing in, in, in that building. And there we were with that. I, and I began to realize that it was uh, a light began to go off in my uh, heart that this church had a history and a life that I couldn't even begin to imagine or that what we were trying to do couldn't hold a candle to it. There was some kind of a, a reality there that, that was, was missing somehow in our experience. The other, the other thing is a little bit more personal. Also, Bishop Pantalaman, in our little Uzo conversation, commented that, uh, uh, he asked us if we'd been up to the monastery on the hill. And we said, no, what's up there? And he said, well, that was the place, he said, where St. Paul traditionally preached where people believe that he, when he first came to Thessaloniki, that's where he, he uh, spoke. He said, there's a nice little chapel up there. And uh, in that chapel, is this, it's built over the spot where we believe that he traditionally spoke. And I, I, you know, ever the skeptic, I asked, well, when was that chapel built? He said, I was built about the 12th century or so. I said, well, you know, that's kind of late, you know. How do you, how do you know it was that Location, he said. Well, he, he said it, it might have not been that exact location, be, but that was the marketplace in the first century. And if it isn't that location, it's within a few hundred feet of there. And I said to myself, "That's good enough for me." <laughs> and and we we headed up the hill to this to this monastery. We got up to the monastery, went in, and there's a little chapel of Saint Paul. And and I'm not kidding. On the floor. There was a red X painted, and that was the spot traditionally where St. Paul first preached. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I walked over to that red X. I stood on that red X, and I thought about St. Paul. And I thought about you know the uh, mission that he did, and I stopped and I prayed, and I said, Lord, Grant me the same spirit that you gave to St. Paul to preach to the Gentiles of our generation the very faith that Paul preached here.
And it was a very moving experience for me. And some of our other men did that too, I think. I know Bishop Peter did because he noted it in his, in his notes that um, uh, how, how meaningful that, that, that was. But the apostles walked there, you know? The apostles preached there. We also did some shopping. Church supplies are cheap. I bought this cross in Thessaloniki at a little shop just off of the one of the squares down there for uh, 8,800 drachma, which translated to about $60. Not too bad. 20 years. <laughs> 